Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? It's your girl, Shibi Shack82. What it do? Happy Monday. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Hope you all had a great Valentine's for all the lovers out there. <laughs> uh, if you are getting into your thing, okay, at this moment, do you listen back to this episode later? For all the juicy tidbits okay so i just want to get right into it because i was supposed to have this ready for you all friday there were some uh technical difficulties and you know that is what happens sometimes when you're dealing with applications and some things just go awry you gotta bounce back and then i said well why don't i do this saturday and then the day just got away from me so here i am on monday fresh valentine's day clean start let's get into it and i just want to preface this by stating i hope i'm not making anyone feel uncomfortable when i talk about certain themes certain topics and if i am it is not my intent to do so i just want to be honest you know where we are in certain stages of our life i want to be honest and transparent with with where i am in my life and hopefully my words and us discussing this topic can help someone make a decision about their next steps and or give somebody confidence in you know showing up for themselves not for anybody else but because they genuinely want to find peace and happiness in their life so let's get into it let's talk about it so I was going to originally talk about being employed and work and working for yourself and working for other companies and self-confidence, but I was like, Siobhan, that's a boring topic. Like, it's been discussed time and time and time again. Don't nobody want to hear that. (laughs) Let's be upbeat with it, okay? So, we're going to talk about that. You know, fat meat is greasy. Some people don't believe that. And sometimes you don't even need the grease. You could just (laughs) look at yourself and be like, dag, you might need to fix that. But do you? So let's get into it. Let's talk about being fat. Let's talk about what it means to be fat, good, bad, ugly, indifferent. And we'll take it from there. Hey, my lovelies, it's your girl, ShibiShack82. What it do? I just want to let you all know that, yes, yours truly has written a book. That's right. I have finally taken what's on my mind, what's on the paper, and typed it all out for your enjoyment. Now, we're still in the editing phases, but if you want to stay tuned to releases, updates, or if you would like to purchase chapter one of parting seas tales tears and triumphs then just follow me ss82 on instagram follow the link in the bio and it'll take you to my link tree where you can purchase chapter one you might be asking okay siobhan is just one chapter and that's all we get not quite so with that purchase you will receive a custom content calendar if you would like to get down with some interesting topics to discuss for your social media and you'll receive a weekly motivational message from your girl so sign up for the newsletter get the chapter one and follow me for news and the latest drops on where the book is I'm scheduling it for June, which is my 40th birthday, you all. So join me in the journey to my first book release, Parting Seas, Tales, Tears, and Triumphs. Have questions? Let me know. And always, I'll see you on the gram. Peace. So I wanted to talk about being fat You might say, Siobhan, there's enough conversation about being fat. You got the big girls on TV. You got the big girls on social media. You see the big girls in the street. Fat is everywhere. 
fats even when you're skinny. You have the little skin above your yuha or your wahoo, however you want to think about it. But fat is everywhere. We talk about fat in the food, fat content, sugars, salts, diabetes. We talk about it all that a lot of times I think we end up trivializing, maybe even glorifying being fat. We say, oh, being a big girl, nothing wrong with that. Show your stomachs and your chins and your flab. But the question I have is, are you healthy? If you don't want to take it as seriously, you want to go maybe the fashion route. My other question is, why don't you have on a shaper to smooth you out in this outfit to make you look like a cohesive piece? But nobody wants to hear any of it, right? We are a society where we just want to be out and proud, whatever we are, whomever we are, and not have any type of accountability. I bring this up because recently on TLC, there was a show, um, or still is a show, called Thousand Pound Sisters. If you haven't seen the show, it's chronicling the weight loss journey of two plus-size women and their sisters. One had a goal of just losing weight. The other had a goal of actually carrying a baby to term. One of the sisters was able to accomplish her goal. She lost enough weight to get the weight loss surgery. Then she got pregnant with her first baby and her and her husband, they're very happy. They feel like they have a complete life. And now she wants another baby, but she's gained some of the weight, of course, from carrying the baby. And then after the baby, you mothers know there's that post-baby weight. So, and it can be very difficult to lose that, right? Postpartum. And she's like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I want this second baby. I want our family to be really, really complete. I want my first baby to have a sibling. Like I had siblings. Her other sister is really, really struggling, you all. So much so that she's basically given up. And as of the most recent episode, she um, and she and her brother and the sister-in-law, they went down to a rehab facility because the sister had been drinking, partying, overeating, not caring, not walking. And apparently when she got to the rehab center, she went into a coma. They were not sure if they were going to be able to resuscitate her, but they did. She came out of her coma. And as far as we know, she's okay. And she's doing well and being, you know, given good care and she has treatment. And along the show, it's them being them. So you see them giggling, you see them eating, celebrating birthdays, kids' birthdays, you know, discussing flatulence, you know, which we all go through. And it's like, there's some real issues going on. So that's one show. And we all got used to that show. But now TLC has come out with another show called Big Friends or Big Fat Friends or Fat Friends. This particular show is a group of women. Well, I think one is married and some of them are dating or whatever. And they're all plus size women above 300, 354, and even 500 pounds. And once again, the show is chronicling their weight loss journey. Some of them had gastric bypass, some of them haven't. But one particular woman on the show, she's about 500 pounds or so. She may be even 600 pounds. And when I look at her and when they're, you know, filming scenes where they all are eating dinner, she seems to gorge and stuff her face to the point where it almost looks like satire or it looks like she's trying to force herself to be this stereotype of what the rest of the world says fat people are. I mean, there's food all over her mouth, food on her clothes. You know, she's just, she wore one scene later on in the season. They show like a quick pic of it. She's wearing this, what looks like a bikini, and it's not covering anything. And I'm like, okay, are you doing this because you think other people will laugh at you and you laugh at yourself and you're like, ha ha, look at me, I'm fat? Are you doing this because you actually have the confidence to step outside your home and do this? Are you doing this because you're being paid to do it? Like, 
What is it? And maybe I don't have the right to ask those questions. I am a big girl. I am not in any way brave enough or courageous enough to wear a two-piece. Shout out to my sisters wearing a two-piece. I saw a sister this past weekend at the grocery store. Homegirl had on a uh, a short romper and it was a romper that was fitted and the chest it was like a halter and the chest part came in this deep V. She didn't have no bra on. She The, the pancake titties were sitting there and I was just like, I'm off. And she had on a long green duster. Now the outfit was cute. I see what you're doing. It's like the first day of spring out here. It's 70 some degrees this past weekend here in Vegas. I see you got on your short shorts. I see you. My concern is when you wear an outfit like that, wear your proper shape wear. Nobody is saying that you can't wear that. Do you. You grown, you pay your bills, you take care of your own. Do you. But if you're going to wear certain outfits that are fitted, tight, they, they showing off the girl, they showing off whatever you got going on up or at the bottom. Wear the, I have always been an advocate for wearing your shapewear. Now, if you can't wear the shapewear, then you're going to run the risk of lo of looking out of place. And what I mean by that, let me let me let me specify. I don't mean you don't belong outside. You can do you. Don't let anybody tell you, you can't come outside as a big girl or a big guy. What I'm saying is when you look at how a garment should fit you, it ain't fitting you right. If you're trying to show off your curves and your jiggle, you could do that. But do it in a way where you're smoothed out, where your breasts are sitting up and high. Why would you want to wear a garment where you, you, you got pancake cities? Like, I really don't understand. I really don't understand. Nothing about what she had on was accentuating what she got going on. You want to flaunt it, that's perfectly fine. But do it right. You know what I mean? Do it right. That's that's all I'm saying. I don't understand why people don't believe in wearing brassiers. And yes, I'm old school. I was born in 1982. Okay, I came off the cusp of the 70s, probably the last era where women didn't want to wear bras and realize maybe there's something to wearing a bra. You know what I mean? But I also came out of an old school family where my grandmother and mother used terms like brassiere. Okay, <laughs> so, you know, panty line, you know, you know what I'm saying? So I come out of a group of women who were understanding that as bigger women, it, it is, it's not even being a big girl, being a woman where you have things that might move and jiggle and sway, you know what I'm saying? That you have to make sure you are tight and right, okay? What I mean by that is not that you are thin, but that the garment and the clothes you have on accentuate what you got going on, that you are smoothed out. Because I've seen girls wear what this young lady had on, and they had it on right. I've seen small breast women have on these outfits, and they didn't have on a bra, but they girls sit up. So if your girls sit naturally up, and when I say girls, I mean your breasts, when they sit naturally up, that's one thing. But if you are swing low, sweet cherry, no, ma'am, you need to have on a bra. I'm just saying, not everybody agrees with me, and that's okay, too. I'm just saying, if you want the outfit to... Look cute on you. And let me and let me keep it all the way real. Let me let me just be all the way 100. When I was ooh, ooh, I'm 39, y'all. Bear with me. When I was 20. That's when I was, you know, swinging my hair, you know, smacking the lips, you know, doing me in undergrad and I came home for a weekend. It was just a random weekend. Me and my girl said, Siobhan, come up, you know, come back up to the city for the weekend. We're going to kick it. We're going to go out. We're going to hit up Applebee's. Okay. Two for one. Okay. Happy hour. You feel me? So I'm like, okay, bet. I had just purchased this cute top from, I think, either Ashley, I think it was Ashley Stewart 
which is a plus size clothing store, or Lane Bryant. And it was a dolman. It was a pink, um, round neck dolman um, top. And it wasn't crop. It had like a little sweater around a little sweater band around the midriff so i could either pull the sweater band up and make it look like a lower crop top or i could stretch out the sweater band where it would cover my stomach area so i wasn't self-conscious but i wasn't confident i was like in the middle but here's the thing about the top it was short sleeve well, dolman sleeve and they're kind of like these wide not quite bell sleeve but they're kind of wide sleeves and the thing about the top was not the sleeves. It wasn't the neckline. It was the fact that the top was semi-sheer. Not the entire top. The way the top was made, there was like a thick, it was pink. And it was like a, what kind of pink was it? It was a regular pink. It wasn't rose. It wasn't red pink. It was just a soft pink. Now, the way the top was made, there was a thick pink band uh, the fabric at the top was thick, uh, thick, solid. And then there would be a little strip of sheer, then a solid, then sheer, then solid. Then you, so I hope you get the picture. So every alternating strip of fabric was sheer. And I'm a dark-skinned, brown-skinned woman. So I decided to wear a chocolate brown bra underneath. My girls were sitting up. It matched my skin tone. But if you looked at the top in the daylight, you really were not sure if I had on a top underneath or am I going with no bra? It was really like an illusion. So I love that top. So I went out with my girl and she was like, okay, we're going to meet up with my guy friend, my guy and his friend. I'm like, okay, cool. So we get to the restaurant and now I'm a big girl. And at that time in college, I thought it was huge. I look back at my pictures, you all, and I was cute. I had a little cute little shape going on, okay? So we go to the restaurant, and his friend was so ignorant. And he kept looking, and I was like, what are you looking at? And he's like, is your top sheer? Do you have on a top underneath that? Like, I can't really tell. And I was like, sir. Like, first of all, how dare you ask about my undergarments? How rude of you. How little boy and childish of you. Second of all, does it matter? I know I'm not out here nude. I know my nipples ain't showing. So what does it matter? Third, it's not my fault you don't understand fashion, sir. Okay? And... I guess he was questioning me because I am a bigger girl. Had a skinny mini walked by in the same top, and I've seen tops like that on thinner women, there is no question. There is no doubt. Oh, she's sexy. Oh, she got it going on. Mm, she ain't got nothing on under her top. Dang, I need to get with that. But a plus size, fatty, fat girl, big girl, big bone, whatever you want to call us, we walk by feeling confident, feeling cute, because I was. I had on a nice, nice little cute pair of boot, uh, boot cut jeans, my little sandals, my little bracelet and whatnot. I was cute with mine. I had confidence then to walk outside in the daylight wearing something like that. And I could look and I, and I would look in the mirror. I couldn't even tell. So I know I had it going on, okay? Not to toot my own horn, toot, toot, but I was cute with mine. But to deal with someone of that nature who's that ignorant and who is that hateful and who wants to try to make me feel less, I understood at that time that being fat is not always okay with people. Being fat makes others uncomfortable. Oh my gosh, don't dare show skin. It's like, yeah, why are you naked? And it's like, I'm not naked. But we do want our, our skin to breathe just like you do. We don't say anything when your drawers is showing, okay? I don't say anything when I see these ladies out here, be you fat, skinny, tall, short, whatever. These ladies out, out here looking their finest, nails done, hair did, makeup done, face beat, 
shoes, sandals, toes done, legs is shaved up, cute little dresses. And on their arm is this young man, boy, whatever, with your pants sagging. Her underwear isn't showing. Why is yours? Nobody says anything about that. How are you going out with this beautiful thing right here? This beautiful woman, this goddess, and she got all dressed up and gussied up for you. And you look a mess. You look a mess. Why your draw showing? Nobody says anything about that. But let a big girl come out and try to feel the wind in her hair. There's a problem. Now, I stand up for us on one side. On the other side, I have to ask myself, when we do that and when it's a really big person, and I say women because I'm a woman, but for men too, men, y'all go outside, belly buck over, hanging over the drawers, but you confident with yours. That's not an issue. There's no issue. And we can say it's a man's world. We can say it's a boy's club. But I'm going to keep it real with you. Some days I got an issue with that. I don't want to see big belly, flat butt, and crack butt. I, I don't want to see that. I don't say anything because it's none of my business. Like people say, look the other way. All right, so I do. But that's just me. But I don't make comments about it either. However, I do question. Are you doing that because you're truly confident in yourself to let it all hang out? Or are you trying to force somebody to say something where you then create a situation to become defensive, right? Are you doing that so that you can create the situation that proves well, this is why I don't lose weight because it doesn't matter. This is why I don't go out because people say stuff to me. This is why I da-da-da-da-da. So you can then create the excuse to retreat inward. And everybody else is like the enemy. So when it comes to a TV show that has a woman on there who's doing these things that to me seems like you're perpetuating a stereotype and an isolated number of people and conversely maybe exploiting their psychological trauma that they have yet to deal with, then it becomes a bigger issue for the plus size community because we still cannot get that respect that men just get or that thin people get. We still live under this microscope that we're good when we're funny. We're good as jokes. We are to be dismissed. We are to be looked over. You can say no to this person because they don't matter. They're going to die anyway because they're so big. So, you know, we don't have to deal with them. These are some of the things that go on in my head. Now, for those of you who don't know me, I'm a big girl. I was born big. I was born 10 pounds, 8 ounces, 21 inches. Okay? Probably said this once, twice, three times before. When I was two years old, I was crying. The lady in the store, according to my mother, said, what's wrong with her? Why is she crying? And I guess the lady thought I was like a six-year-old. My mother was like, she's two. <laughs> so if that gives you any indication of how I grew up. Another example, I was 14, walking to the grocery store. Shout out to White Hand Pantry and Country Club Hills. They had all the snacks back then. And once again, I thought it was ugly, but it was a hot summer day. I wore this multicolored jean skirt from Cross Colors. I think I did buy it at the hip hop store. Or uh, was it Belvedere Blues? Yo, my people from Illinois, from River Oaks, from South Suburbs, if y'all remember Belvedere Blues, we used to go there for cross colors. We used to go there for Carl, uh, Carl Kanai, uh, Jabot jeans, all the little cute little hip-hop stuff. And it was a jean skirt. It came to my knees, and it was in different colors. I had on a cute little um, either short top or a bodysuit. 
But at the age of 14, you would have thought I was 21. I had a body, okay? Boobs, cute little, you know, little booty, you know what I'm saying? Just a little bit. Thighs, hips, nice little pretty smooth legs. And it had this little switch. It's not a switch that I made up. It's just how I walk. Was walking to the store and our neighborhood, it was just house after house after house after house. Like a middle class, you know, trees and whatnot. Walked past the house and a young man was standing outside. Now, he might have been in his 20s. And he was whistling at me. And I'm 14. I don't understand what cat calls are. I don't understand men's advances to women at 14. But I look like I'm older than that. But if you look at me, you could tell I was a baby. Well, he was a little far away. So I'm on one side of the street. He's like a full street and then a corner on the other side from me. And I walked to the store. He didn't bother me. As I'm walking back, he's still outside, catcalling me. And I said, no, thank you. And all of a sudden, I'm a fat ass bitch with rocks being thrown at me. And I didn't understand that. I didn't understand, like, what did I do? <laughs> what, what did I do? So I came home. I was kind of distraught. I was crying. And uh, my mother and my grandmother came home from work. I'm in the basement. They're like, what's wrong with you? I'm sitting in the dark. They're like, what's wrong with you? And I tell them, and my grandmother just kind of scoffs. And she was like, huh. And she goes upstairs. My mother follows. And so I'm left to believe that, again, this is the starting point of where I believe that you know, my weight is an, a problem for everybody. That it's a problem that I look older than I am. So men would think that I'm older than I am. That it's a problem for maybe my mother and she doesn't understand how to handle it. That it's a problem for my grandmother. She thinks that I'm, you know, weak or spoiled or whatever. And no one is there to guide me and help me understand, well, what is it that I did wrong? What could I have said? What could I have done to let this person know I'm not interested? Outside of saying, no, thank you. That's how I was raised. I wasn't raised to be like, hey, what you doing? I wasn't raised to be a fast little girl. I was raised in a suburb home with a working mother. My dad did the best he could before he got sick. My grandmother worked. Everybody around me worked and we lived a normal, you know, existence. I grew up watching cartoons and Disney. I grew up with Barbie dolls. So, and my, and my mother really tried to seclude me from a lot of what was going on. So I didn't know how to handle that kind of stuff. I thought you say no, thank you. And you keep it moving. I didn't know that when you uh, evade catcalling and advances that that means a person could then harm you. <laughs> like the two things just didn't make sense. And so growing up in Illinois, you know, where to me, big women really didn't get all that kind of play. I was just like, well, let me just be by myself. Let me just not talk to anybody. Let me retreat inward because someone else created a situation or other people created a situation where I didn't have any other choice. I didn't know how to express that I felt alone, that I felt embarrassed, that I felt um, undesirable, that I felt I wasn't something that should be in existence for being fat. And with social media and with the way the world is and reality TV now makes fun of what should be considered confidence it almost takes me back to that same place. And it's like, I wonder, do other people feel the same? Like if you see a big person like in their jeans with a double chin and the big arms and the belly and whether they're exercising or not, do you see that they're confident or do you see they're faking the funk? Do you see the pain that they've gone through or do you see just they're on TV, cameras flashing, they're getting the play, 
They're getting their 15 minutes. Like, like what is it? Because at a certain point, we're going to have to be accountable for our individual actions and contributing to the next generation of young people who might be going into those same feelings and be just as confused as we were when we were trying to figure out, okay, how do I, literally, how do I fit in? Okay, I'm not being figurative. How do I fit into this tight group and I'm this big girl, right? You got these little personalities, little wicked G guys saying, snickering things, saying, hell, she's not this or he's not that. And here I am, what I consider a big personality, not in the way that I'm kicking with everybody, but in the fact that I am learning who I am. I'm accountable for who I am. And I don't want to be a part of no mess if you're not positive. And that's not what growing up is about. Growing up is about the cliques, right? It's about who's who. The little group over here, I wasn't about that. I was about understanding why certain behaviors are accepted over others, why certain responses were accepted over others. And being a big girl, I was already at a disadvantage. I was already at a disadvantage. So, you know, those other big girls, they were sports players. They were um, the upperclassmen. They were theater people. And then there were the choir girls. And really, it was about one or two of us who were quiet. Everybody else was doing their thing. And I was just like, are y'all doing this to, I guess, not be sad and depressed and lonely? Are you not accepting the feelings that you have when you go home at night? Or are you just like living a lie? Like, what are y'all doing? Because I acknowledge I lived a lie. Happy at school some days, not happy. But one day I was just like, you know what? I am going to be honest with myself and say, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. And unless I decide to do something about it, I'm always going to be not happy in this body. But at a certain point in life, you have to, if, if you're not choosing health, if you're not choosing self-confidence, if you're not choosing to have a balanced life, you know, spirit-wise, physically, emotionally, financially, then what is it all for? What is it all for? What is the reality show for if it's not going to help somebody? Like we've lived several millennia looking at fat people be the butt of jokes, looking at big people be the punchline. Movies have been made about it. Heck, when we play the dozens, your mama so fat, yada, yada, yada. Your belly so big, yada, yada, yada. You know what I mean? And we get used to, right? We get acclimated to, right? The social dynamic of the joke that is just the response of, oh, I'm just playing with you, girl. You know you cute. Bish. <laughs> That's what I really want to say to some people. Like, don't come at me with that, with that mess. Don't come at me. I've had 20 years of friends, family, strangers. Oh my gosh, your hair is so cute. It really frames your face. Like, you just want to give mad side eye. Like, you couldn't just say my hair was cute. Like, what is it? Like, and I, and I know we do talk about how hair frames the face. But when you're a, a fat girl like me, you have to, and you don't have to, you don't have to look at it different. I looked at it different. I don't know about you all, but I looked at the way people talk to me like, mm, sus, you, you mad sus right now with what, with what you're saying right now. Like, I can't really trust what's coming out of your mouth because you've already said some side, some sideways stuff to me once before. So when you come at me like, oh my gosh, your hair is so cute. It really frames your face. So cute. Oh my God. I just be wanna <laughs> I just be wanna smack you because you being low-key shady and disrespectful. And I don't I'm not here for that. And so most times when people would say stuff like to me and I didn't respond, I just walk away. They'd be like, ugh. 
rudeness. Uh, I'm just giving you what you gave me, boo. Just without a response. Okay. So people would say I was mean. I was a mean girl. Well, maybe I should be mean. Maybe you don't deserve to be in my space. Because some part of me knows that I am beautiful, okay? Whether I have realized it at that point or not, some part of me knows that I am special, I am worthy, I am loved, I am meant to be here. Whether I am in a depressed state or not, <laughs> God made me this way. He brought me into this world, gave me this cellular setup, okay? He gave me this genetic setup. Here I am. Now, it may have taken me 20-something years to say these things out loud, to believe them, right? It took me a minute. Yeah, we're not going to lie. <laughs> because there were many days where I was just like, oh, I'm fat. I don't know what to do. And I see little thin girls or, you know, uh, thick women who have boobs and butts and heads. They're like, oh my God, I'm so fat. Now, I understand we all have our little isms. But you got to think you're preferred, like a thickums with no belly is preferred. But I am, and I again, I'm going to be completely honest. I have a condition. I have nasitol. No ass at all. Okay? I have no butt. Okay? I inherited my mom and my dad's butt. <laughs> She's going to kill me <laughs> saying that. <laughs> but I have no butt. I have a sway. Okay? The comedian Samora said it's wide, but it ain't got no weight on it. You know, I have belly. One thing about me, though, I'm solid. So when I walk, it not shake like jelly, okay? The, the, my thighs, they don't move, okay? I don't have cellulite. So, I mean, that's a plus, <laughs> okay? But, and I also know how clothes fit on me. So I can wear clothes and give the illusion that there's a little bit of a shape there, right? I, I, I It's all about knowing your body, Know what works on you, what doesn't, and making sure you look smooth, right? I have worked at that. But to be honest, I don't have no butt. And I hate that. I hate that I don't have a butt. I would like to have booty, you know? I'm not going to pay for none because my skin is sensitive. I can't take surgery, okay? I'll be all types of marked up. I just can't do it. But this body that I'm in... I have gotten used to it, but the doctor says I have diabetes. Something I have tried to avoid, but eventually it caught up with me. And I think with COVID too, I just ate, I just had too much sweets to drink. So it really just caught up. So now I'm more aware that, okay, unfortunately we're at this point, but I'm not severe. So I can still work out and get to a point where I don't have none of those issues, thank God. And as long as I have use of my life and limbs, it's something that can be worked out. So when I, again, I, when I look at these different shows and there's episodes where they're eating pizza and gorging on wings and, and it's like they're just going ham, I'm like, I've been there, y'all. It, it, it doesn't end anywhere good. It's not going to end well for you because the pain that comes with the body turning on you, it's not a game. It's not a game. It's nothing to, to laugh at. It's, it's a real thing when you have neuropathy, which is nerve pain in, in your body, right? Literal pain inside your skin where you cannot take your skin off and, and scratch yourself. It just has to go away on its own, either with cortisone shots or drugs or, you know, Advil. This is real pain when your feet are so swollen that your toes can't move. Real pain when you can feel the asthma in your chest, right? Because you had ice cream. And even though you didn't eat it the day before or the week before, the moment you eat ice cream, it's like inflammation. It's pain when your body is so cold on the inside. Your teeth are chattering on the outside. Your palms are white. And there is a virus inside of your body that says, you've done something wrong. We're not well. We got to get rid of this. And this is the only way we're going to do it. When I look at those shows, 
what are they telling the next generation? Are they saying, we're fats, we're going to be proud about it, whether I lose weight or not, here I am, hear me roar? Or are we going to tell the next generation of young people that health is very, very important? You cannot do what God has called you to do if you're unhealthy. You cannot do what you feel you want to do if you're unhealthy, if you're not getting the proper amount of sleep, if you're not eating a balanced diet. And I don't mean you got to become a rabbit. I mean, don't eat refined sugars all the time. Drink your water. Take your vitamins. Things that I started to do in my 20s, but just wasn't consistent on, right? And so the older you get, you know, the body changes. It's preparing for that next stage of life. And we don't like to talk about that either, but it, it is what it is. And things begin to turn on you. <laughs> it's like the body, like I'm telling you, when I turned 30, the next day my knee popped. And I was like, ah, but- that wasn't there before. So I am already mentally prepared that when I turn 40 the next day, something's going to happen because that's just the biological clock. That's how some people are set up. It is what it is. It gave what it gave. You know what I mean? And so when we watch these shows, when we look at people on social media for, first of all, we really should not be looking to all the influencers and gurus because, you know, a lot of people are paid. And, and like it's been said, we all fake it till we make it, right? Some of us are getting paid to sell products and create this lifestyle, right? Without being truthful with ourselves and with the people about what's really going on, Right? So we can't really look to the shows, but if you're going to watch the show, not even watch it, if you're going to create the show that discusses being fat, being overweight, being obese, to me, and I'm not the producer, I'm not the director, I'm not in casting, I don't work for TLC, so I can't really control what they do, that's on them. But to me, if you're going to create a show like that and want to create like random drama, there has to be more content about the consciousness of being healthy, right? How do you deal with the psychoses of being overweight, right? How do you deal with, I'm going to be real honest with y'all. Y'all, when we go to Cheesecake Factory sometimes, y'all know they have them wicker chairs. One day I thought, okay, did I gain five pounds or did I lose before I got here? Because sometimes them wicker chairs, sus. <laughs> One day I sat in that chair and it went, and I'm like, ooh. I was like, let me not breathe. Because this chair, it might, it might give. And that's not going to be good. I'm not even thinking about a lawsuit or nothing because you all haven't replaced your chairs in like 30 years. I'm just saying like the embarrassment level is going to be on 20. If I'm like my big behind falls out of this wicker chair. First of all, Cheesecake Factory ought to be ashamed. You all have had those chairs for a good minute now. We've given you a lot of money for your cheesecake. It's time to replace the chairs. I need y'all to have something more sturdy. Okay. That's just my little tidbit on Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> but any restaurant that I go to and, you know, people around me are like, oh, y'all want to eat here? And I'm looking at the chair like, is that going to give way? Mm, let's grab a booth. <laughs> let's, let's not sit at the table. I'm feeling a little off by this right here. And I'm not comfortable that I'm not going to fall and bust all my fronts by sitting in this medium chair. <laughs> so we can talk about just like the, the psychoses of that. You know, those are the things that my people have to deal with. My, my big girls, my big guys. We have to deal with that when we go out, right? And now you have to deal with flights, you know, being a big person. You know, can I get on the roller coaster? You know, I mean, this is Las Vegas. So, you know, downtown Las Vegas, they have the heart attack grill where you can stand on the scale. And if you're 350 pounds or more, you eat free. 
Never thought I would see that. But it's out there. And this is what people think. You really going to sit up in a restaurant where the waitress has a nurse outfit on and your ketchup comes in a syringe? Like, come on. Come on. Like, there's butter on the milkshake? Like, come on. Like, come on. Come on. Like, I, I can't. I can't. They dress you up in a hospital gown? So we're trivializing and, again, making fun of a topic that's very serious. The food industry is very serious. We're eating refined sugars, probably in lettuce. (laughs) I mean, you really don't know what you're eating this day. You think you're eating a salad. You don't really know. I'm just saying. So if you don't really know what you eat in the salad, what do you think is in your burger? The spaghetti, the meat, the cheese, the milk. It's, it's, it's so much that you got to research. It's like, well, heck, I might as well go outside and, and become a rabbit and eat the, eat the leaves. That might be healthier. But at the end of the day, when it's all said and done and we turn the phone off, we are left to deal with self. Right, We are left to deal with the possibility that we aren't happy, we aren't healthy, we're very emotionally distressed, and we're going through a lot of different feelings that are not, they're not helping us move beyond, right? Beyond what we think our life should be. And I, for one, know what kind of life I want. And it is difficult to lose weight for some. It is difficult. It's more difficult than just saying, oh, you got to persevere and have, you know, willpower and strength. Sir, have several seats. (laughs) Like, please. Like, it takes more than that, right? Some people have to seek medical help to understand what's in their blood, what's in their cells, what's in their genes that's keeping the fat on or that's attributing to wanting to eat more or bad sleep habits. And once you take the time to find all that out, then you could perhaps properly create a program for yourself where you know what to eat, when to eat, how, many, how much water to drink, how many hours of sleep you should get, how much protein, right? How many carbs, you know, it takes a lot more than just show up. Okay. Do the work. You know, first of all, don't be yelling in my ear. I'm going to tell you that off bat. I ain't in boot camp. I'm, this ain't basic training. This is my life, but you're not about to be yelling in my ear. No, sir. No, ma'am. That's a good way for me to quit. I don't respond to that. And I need people to understand if you're a trainer, if you're a health nut and you have relatives that you're the healthy one, you're the one who loves to run like my brother, he loves to run and do weights. That's all well and great. He does not yell at me. He lets me do me, but I don't trust other trainers because I've worked with them and maybe I need to get over that. And I've had trainers, you know, one trainer, I'm not going to mention the gym. It was a very nice gym that I used to go to and I used a little free pass. And maybe because it was a free pass, he didn't take it seriously. But he told me to do the planks and I had lost count. And I was like, how many did I do? He said, oh, I wasn't looking. You know why he wasn't looking? Because I was a dark-skinned, fat, black woman. He was a thin, blonde, white boy looking at a thin, white, blonde girl. He wasn't paying no attention to me. So I moved on to the other trainer. She was a nice young lady, but she got pregnant, got married, and left the job. So I said, well, um, I'm just going to do me. I'm just going to exercise and try to eat better. And for a while, it was working. And then another trainer, black guy, walked up to me. Now, mind you, I was minding my P's and Q's. But he walked up to me and was like, you know, I see you in here all the time. I see you doing your thing, but... I don't think you're doing it to your fullest. And I had actually, I think I gave him a heavy sigh. I was like, I 
let them talk. I let them talk. You know, that's something I don't really do when people talking flim flam to me, but I, I let them talk. And he was like, you know, you really got to want it. You know, what if your mom was in a house and the house was burning, you know, you were out of weight to save her. And I was like, first of all, Please don't come to me talking about my mother in a burning building. I say, you don't know me like that, bruh. Okay? I'm not somebody who's going to take some okie doke from you. You want to talk that way to some other people who are feeling down and out about themselves? You go right ahead. But all of this, I don't do that. But thank you. So then every time I would see him in the gym, he would give me the, the, the male version of sucking of the teeth. You know, roll his eyes at me or whatever. Bruh, I don't care what panties is up in your crotch or whatnot, okay? You're not going to just do me like that and think that I'm just going to accept it. You, you, can't, you can't play me like that, okay? I'm not that person. And I don't respond to stupidity. <laughs> like, I just didn't understand. I was like, bruh, have, go, have, go somewhere, please. Have a seat, okay? Nurse your fruit juice, okay, or your smoothie. And, and go somewhere with that. And so those experiences have shaped me. I'm a little traumatized. So when my brother mentions trainer, I'm like, I don't need no trainer. I'm going to just work out. And I really can self-motivate myself. It's just I have to start. And I'm having a problem starting. <laughs> so more to come on the exercise front, you know. But I don't want to fool myself. This is a serious situation I'm in. And when I see other people who are in like equally serious situations, I feel for them. I empathize with them. But I just hope that we stop making fun of it because weight at any level, whether you're thin and you have heart problems or you're fat and you have heart problems, it's serious and it's not to be taken lightly. Getting sleep, getting water, getting proper diet, it's all important. And I'm not saying you can't have a milkshake. I just wouldn't recommend having the milkshake every day, you know, I'm just saying. So with that, um, I hope these words find you in a good place and that you're able to understand where, you know, a big girl like me is coming from, you know, we love to live life and have fun, but at a certain point, we're going to have to be accountable for how we treat ourselves, right? Right. All right, so with that said, I will see you all next time. I will talk to you all next time. And if you don't see me out in these streets, you can always catch me on the gram. All right, be love, be kind, be blessed, be you. Peace.